Hello and welcome to a bit of a different episode of Dark Calls. Uh, this week, James is not ringing up to completely lie through his teeth about how he hasn't been checking game facts. Um, basically, what's happened is that uh, by now, as a listener, you will know that I'm a complete idiot. And uh, James has got to a point in Dark Souls where he wants to talk about um the law and the story and why he's doing what he's doing so we thought let's not get an idiot to answer that that question let's get people that actually know what they're talking about and um we couldn't get them but we got um (laughs) andy hamilton and sean bell from midnight resistance hello chaps hello hello james okay hello (laughs) oh crap i was on mute yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what a great start. Amazing. We get we get uh, veteran podcasters on and uh, James has been chatting away to a mic that has effectively been turned off. Um, right, okay, so before we get into it, there are rules. The rules are still in play. I'm the gonna, rules are there to be broken. I'm gonna, <laughs> I am going to snap. I'm just going to fracture one of the rules a little bit later in the show, but no advice can be given from uh, uh, Sean, you, Sean, Andy, you can't talk about uh, where he's going wrong or where he's going right and what's okay. to come. Okay? okay, that's off. This is strictly Dark Souls lore, Dark Souls story chat. James okay. is inevitably going to ask some stupid ass questions. Just, <laughs> just sort of like entertain him. Just like you know, uh, so I've got some good ones here. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Was it an armadillo? Uh, right. So. <laughs> The first thing I want to ask you guys, our guests, um, how's your fit is doing? Not bad. Pretty well, actually. Yeah, yeah. not bad, all um, things considered. Yeah, like, I I struggled um, with, like, the very, well, not the very first bit of the game, but the, like, the Undead Berg. Like, I took an embarrassingly long amount of time trying to do the Taurus Demon. Yeah. Um, which I always put down, you know, when other people played the game and they're like, oh, it's not that bad. I was like, yeah, well, I didn't really have any help. Like, because I played, you know, I was doing it when the game first came out. But then James has had similarly little help, <laughs> David, yes. and he's not okay. So, yeah, fair play. He's, he's doing all right, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, my sticking point was uh, Quaylag. Oh, yeah. My really? first time through. So Yeah, so I get it. Don't worry, I get it. <laughs> um, and that's like a, you know, and David's already said that, it's a really common sticking yeah, point. Yeah, the Capital Demon so. was, the, was the worst yeah. <laughs> See, it's funny because, um, uh, like I've heard, it's when we were talking about it. I've heard that Capodima was uh, Capodima was uh, a big sticking point, so I I understood that. I, I even heard that the gargoyles can be quite a sticking point, so I got mm. that. But but when he's like had really struggled with uh, Quaylag, I was like, now I didn't experience that, and I've not heard that from a lot of people. So it, I mm. found it really odd. Like I didn't realise that. You know, some people did struggle with it, but, you know, maybe it is just down to the armour or whatever. Yeah, it's mainly just because that's the first one that kind of asks you to do a little bit more than just hit it and don't get hit. Yeah. So it can sometimes, sometimes throw you through a loop. Um, the main like thing that I have noticed is just listening to this podcast on a weekly basis is there's been some times where I've been sat on the train on the way to work listening to things that you've been saying, Dave, and just going... Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that was something so, we talked about quite a bit before we started re- doing these recordings. And it was mainly that, uh, I was just saying, this is going to, like, the thing is, this appeals, this podcast will only appeal to Dark Souls fans, but at the same time, will, like, definitely piss everyone off. Like, <laughs> that's the problem. Cause I think it, everyone's like, like everyone's in on the joke that it's kind of it's funny knowing how you're steering Farley wrong. Like, <laughs> hey, <or> what? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I mean, there's there's uh, a few forums chatting about the podcast now, and uh, there's there have been quite a few people going that he should not be telling him to do this. He should not be telling him to do that. But I suppose that's yeah. that's part of it, man. You've just got to yeah. just have an See, easy ride. I'm being really self conscious now about all this because I had no idea. And like, I didn't know that you were doing that. Well, he's no, not doing it like gonna... maliciously. Yeah. Like it is just yeah. genuine, like him, like Dave not knowing. But it's just like occasionally he'll phrase something a certain way, and you just and you know that most people listening are going no. Yeah, like up yeah. and B, for example. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like a, uh, it, you know, it's always going to be the blind leader and the blind. But uh, the way I see it is that I've I've had one playthrough of this game. 
and that's all the experience I've had on the game, right? So, like, it gets to the point where, you know, I can only give the advice that I've learned personally. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to lead him through my playthrough. I, I mean, there's, you know, everyone says, oh, Pyromancy is really helpful in the opening, you know, section of the game and stuff. And But I never touch that. So I would not be able to give him any advice on what to do with it. Uh, yeah, it's fucked. But uh, all right. So uh, let's get to it. James, you've got a list of questions there to ask our experts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I'd, I'd like to hear what sort of wacky things are going on in your head. So uh, let's go. Let's go through the list. All right. Okay. So first of all, are there any cheat codes? It's called the Drake Sword, and it's <laughs> of limited use. <laughs> Again, uh, James, this isn't an opportunity for you to ask how to get through the game. <laughs> Strictly so, like, I was, no, I was hoping for some like button combinations, you know, that kind of thing to like, you know, yeah, hold up and press Y. And all that <laughs> what, what was the one for the the um, the nude uh, mode on Tomb Raider on the Sega you Saturn? To, wasn't it? You didn't had to you play have to put the Spice Girls, Spice Girls on the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my brother tried that for far too long. Classic. Classic. Okay. Anyway. So here's the thing. I mean, I, I'm going to start off really basic because I don't know a lot of stuff to be honest. Even though I've been, I've been playing this for about. I don't know, about 25 to 30 hours now, I think it is. No, but- no for, for what it's worth, like, the, the thing that drew me into playing Dark Souls, I bounced off it really hard at first, and what drew me back was an article by Rich Stanton, which was entirely about the lore of the game, mm-hmm. and I went, I didn't see any of that, and that's really fascinating, and I want to experience that, so I persevered and finished the game and ended up loving it. But even by the end of the game, I was still none the wiser to any of the stuff he'd written in that fucking yeah, yeah. article. <laughs> and it was yeah, only like, that after going, you know, finding it after the finishing the game, it made sense. So I don't expect you to know anything at this point. Yeah, I was going to say, like, no, nothing we're about to tell you is like, oh, well, you should have spotted X, Y, and Z. Like, the things we know now is through, like, thinking about this for three years. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, I mean, my first question then is, like, where am I and why am I there? I mean, because the thing is, is like clearly no, because clearly there used to be like functioning cities. Yes. You know, what happened to them? Where are their inhabitants? What? Why am I there? What's, so, what's going on? So out of nowhere, um, people started getting this thing on them, the dark sign, which means that yeah, that basically they're immortal. But as they die over and over, they start losing their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, so what society decided to do with them was put them all in a prison. <laughs> nice. Um, because I guess it's it's not a very nice world. Um, <clears throat> and then basically, yeah, so you get carried off um, to Lordran, which is like this ancient ruin, basically. Um, but it's where the gods used to live. Um, and basically, yeah, what you are told in the beginning is there's this prophecy that the chosen undead will go to the ancient land of lords and somehow fix everything and cure everyone of being undead. Okay. So that, that's what you're given yeah. at the start. Right, because that that was part of my second question, which so which you've answered, which is like, what is my ultimate goal, and why am I working towards it? So obviously that is to try and fix what's gone wrong. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Essentially, the, sorry, go on, Andy. So essentially, what has caused this, you know, weird curse, the dark sign curse, is that the the flame is going out. Yeah. So like the entire world, the entire universe or existence, whatever it is of Dark Souls, has this natural tendency to sort of like it goes through phases of light and dark. So at the start, uh, the opening cutscene explains how everything was dark and there was dragons everywhere, but then the world started turning light and then some guys found like the first flame and, um, and that's how, um, you know, the current age of light started. What you're seeing in Dark Souls is that age of light coming to an end. Yes. And, and basically, the gods, being creatures of light, are trying to prolong it. And what you're seeing is all the problems caused by them not letting the world die, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what is quite interesting is how, um, you know, you obviously started in the Undead Asylum, which is where they were stashing all these people who were hollowing, essentially. And the prophecy is that the chosen undead will link the fires and, you know, continue the age of light. That's the prophecy. Yeah. Um, now, see all the other hollows that you see kicking around, just the generic, you know, leathery skin guys in the armor that you see throughout the undead burg. 
mm-hmm. you know, the enemies, the, the basic enemy in the game, the one that just sort of goes and tries to hit you. They are all from the Undead Asylum. Right. And yeah. they came to Lord Rand because they thought they were the chosen undead. <laughs> Same <laughs> as you. Right. That's why a lot of the people you find in the game, when they're talking to you, they sort of go, oh, another one. Because mm-hmm. they talk, yeah, you're not the first. And that also kind of ties into the fact that the whole, um, the whole multiplayer thing, the fact that you can see the ghosts of other people walking around as well. It's, it's a way of sort of explaining that as well, that there's, there's lots of undead who believe they are the chosen undead who are leaving the asylum and trying to link the fire. But, but it's also like a sort of wishy washy parallel dimensions thing as well. But yeah, don't think about that too hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, was, that was another question I had actually. But no. Um, okay. Cause that's the other thing. Cause I was going to say, like, obviously, like a lot of the people are coming across are insane. You know, they're yeah. like hollowed or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. that makes sense now, obviously, if that's what the deal is, it's because of, you know, what's happened. But the thing is, a lot of the bosses, like, there is no dialogue, and, mm. like, there's nothing, I don't know really why I'm fighting them. Like, I mean, okay, some of them, obviously, they they look kind of evil and stuff, but some of them, like, you know, the, the, the wolf, you know, Sif that I just fought yes. recently, what's, why did I fight that? Like, what's the reason? Okay. I'll handle this one. There's, <laughs> um, there's own. I'm gonna sort of like hedge on some things to not spoil your own possible enjoyment later on. But um, I'll tell you what I, you know, the mo- the the, mo- the bulk of it essentially. Um, Sif is a doggy that belonged to a Tor- um, the knight Artorius, who is the knight. Um, who belongs to a place called Anor Londo, which you'll be going to at some point. Um, to look out for that. Um, and he was essentially like a knight of the table in Anor Londo belonging, you know, that's where the gods are. And, um, yeah, he was like their elite guy, the, you know, the King Arthur essentially. Um, and, um, he, when this whole, curse started happening and abyss opened up and loads of it's like really weird it's almost like the stuff from kingdom hearts but horrible it's like this black <laughs> stuff starts coming out of the abyss um and he apparently supposedly because that's the thing about dark souls you don't know what's true and what isn't <laughs> but legend has it that he marched into the abyss and could survive inside the abyss and stopped the abyss from um, traveling any from spreading mm-hmm. and then um, the abyss was sealed away in uh in what is uh new londo another another area they sealed the they sealed it away so no one else could get to it now um the ring that you find after sif belongs to artorius and it's the ring that he had that let him traverse the abyss and the reason why sif seems a little bit apprehensive to fight you is because sif isn't necessarily a bad you know a bad guy as such but he was like, I know why you're here. You're after that ring. And that ring means you're probably going to go try and go to the abyss. And I can't allow that. Why? Is well, that just because that... they didn't want to open it again? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of it's... the spoiler thing, but I, yeah, I'm, that's, that's, I'm that's step in here, part. right? Because I think you could probably tell him because we're not playing, uh, the, we're not playing the DLC or anything. So, uh, I think you can mm-hmm. let him know what the story is there. Okay. Well, I mean, the, the thing. I've always said this, uh, the thing about spoiling Dark Souls is we're not spo- like, we're not spoiling you watching a cutscene and going, oh, holy shit. We're spoiling you in like three months time, Reading thinking stuff things over and, yeah. yeah, and then being like, oh, wow. Okay. That's really smart. So <laughs> just, just as a disclaimer, if you haven't played the DLC and you're playing along with James and you intend to probably turn off for, for a couple of minutes. Yeah, so what actually did happen is um, the DLC is the story of what happened when the Abyss happened. You have to do this contrived chain of events, which takes you into like a time portal back to when the Abyss happened. Mm-hmm. And when you're uh, down there in the Abyss, you actually find Artorius, and he's badly wounded. He can only use one arm, and he's hollowed completely because of the Abyss. And he's actually a boss down there, and he's arguably the best boss in the entire series of Dark Souls, because it is you versus him man versus man and it is as close as you get to like a you know a straight one-on-one duel in dark souls against like this gigantic knight <laughs> um and it's it's quite cool as well because he's 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 all battered up and he can only use his one arm 
that it's kind of implied that if he wasn't battered up and could use both his arms, you wouldn't stand a chance. So this is your only chance to take him down. Um, you, the, you know, the player then go on to rid the abyss from the world. You actually complete Artorius's, um, legend. And when you finish that in the kind of ending sequence to the DLC, uh, the person who sort of sent you into it sort of goes, right. The problem is here is the world doesn't need to believe that you did it. Mm-hmm. The world needs to believe that Artorius did it. And that's the legend that was passed on for thousands of years after, well, for however long afterwards, that um, he was the one who did it because that it gave the people something to believe in. Now, partly through the DLC, um, you notice well, when you fight Artorius, he's only got his sword. He doesn't have his sword and shield. Later on, you find Sif, who's again been wounded, lying on his side, and there's all these monsters trying to get at him, but Artorius has chucked his shield, and Sif is lying on the shield that's pr- creating a protective barrier. So in his like in his final act, before he was killed, he chucked the shield to protect his doggy. And, um, yeah, so... But none of this See, is explained in a cutscene or anything like that. <laughs> See, this is rough, because I feel a bit more bad now about killing the dog. <laughs> oh, you're supposed to. Interesting thing. I don't know how much you know about Dark Souls and speedrunners and people who play the game in weird orders and whatnot, but Dark Souls can basically be played in almost any order you want. Mm-hmm. Um, people have gone in, into the DLC before they fought Sif in the main game and completed the entire DLC first. So they actually meet Sif in the past mm-hmm. when at the bit I just told you about with the shield. If you then finish the DLC and go back to playing through the main game, when you get to the fight with Sif, the cutscene at the start is different. Really? Okay. Yeah, he um, comes out, makes eye contact of you, remembers who you are, but knows that you're here to take the ring, and sort of begrudgingly picks up the sword, howls at the moon, and then the fight starts, and it's a really sort of depressing... I guess we have to do this. Yeah, that's 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 very cool, actually. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, that was already <laughs> Never seen been, it myself. <laughs> that's that's already been one of my favourite bits of the game so far. Actually, was that the opening to that battle because it felt mm. really really good. Mm. But um, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. that that ta- as you said, that stone tablet <laughs> in um, the grave part that is actually Artorius's grave. Right. Okay. Which will probably give you an idea of the scale of the man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now. My next question then is because I mean we we talked already about the the crazy people all around us like the people that have been hollowed because so these are the ones that they went okay so they went to, they were went to the prison because they thought perhaps they could have been the chosen person who would fix this no they returned then, from the prison because they yeah. thought they were the chosen undead yeah okay so okay there's also lots of like merchants and other people in the world who are obviously maybe not crazy but. Yeah. Why are they not trying to save the world in that case? Like, why are they not? What are they they've, doing? They've basically sort of partially given up, or they've just yeah. they've found something else to do. Basically, like the implication is, um, it, it's been suggested by a lot of people that the whole hollowing thing is like a commentary on um, dementia, mm-hmm. in that, like, um, yeah, and it's all about making sure you have like a purpose and. If you've got something to just keep you busy and not concentrate on the fact that you're immortal and you're just going to keep dying over and over and over again and it's probably all pointless, um, then you, you you sort of hang on to that and and that's what allows you to stay relatively sane. Yeah, um, there's, um, there's a really creepy bit of um, uh, deleted dialogue. I don't know if it's in Dark Souls 1 or 2. I'm pretty sure it's in Dark Souls 1. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it's, you know, the guy right at the start of the game, not, well, you know, when you get to Firelink for the first time? Oh, the Crestfallen. You know, crestfallen, yeah. You know, he's yeah, just yeah. sat there and he's really miserable, like, I guess this is what we've got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's actually a deleted bit of dialogue, but um, some people found it that if you went back to him after doing, like, the first boss or something and chatted to him, he's going, one, two, f- three... Four, oh, come on, come on, come on. One, two, and he's just trying to keep himself sane by ca- trying to count to ten. Cause he's, um, yeah, he's, um, the, as a, by his name, he's the crestfallen warrior. He's given yeah. up. And because he's got nothing else to live for, he's actually hollowing in front of you. Right. Okay. Um, and you tend, that's actually something to keep an eye on because there's some characters you probably haven't met yet and some things to sort of keep an eye on. But yeah, 
once you run out of hope, that's you, you done, that's you done. And that is actually something that kind of unintentionally feeds back into your experience of the game, yes. which is, you know, when you get to a boss and you're just like, fuck this, I give up. Mm-hmm. Well done, you just hollowed. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> you. As soon as you put the pad down and say, fuck this, I'm never playing this game again, that's you then shambling around fucking yeah. <laughs> you gone <laughs> is that is it is it true as well is it i can't remember if it, if it was dark souls or or one of the other games where um uh if you buy everything that merchants have to sell they go crazy and wander off oh i think they do um there's i think this essentially removing their purpose from the um there's yeah. that that woman the lady who appears later on in the church back at um near the black near andre that church Mm-hmm. Um, that woman in white appears there, and if you buy all of her spells, she goes walkabouts and gets herself killed. Yeah. So, See, all of this stuff is making this a lot more cool. To be honest, it is like, a lot, a lot <laughs> yeah. more interesting because it's it. Yeah, it. Yeah, I really like that. That's really interesting. Yes, James, this is the bit where you like, <laughs> the, you know you know you found it really hard not to read game FAQs to get past bosses. Yeah. Well, now you're going to find it even harder not to search for videos on YouTube explaining the <laughs> law because every cool thing you'll see, your curiosity just grows and grows and grows. And then that's where you get to the point where you just start thinking about the game outside the game nonstop. Mm-hmm. Just thinking, uh, what was that all about? Uh, I mean, luckily I, I had, um, I had a group with you two, didn't I? Um, yeah. and every now and then I'll just go, look, I, I did this bit, but something different happened. Why did that happen? And they would explain the whole reason. You'd be like, oh, yeah, fuck, of course. Yeah, that's really interesting. And The, thing, yeah, the, the sort of the main crux of it, and I think Dave did explain this in one of the early episodes, is there is barely a single item placed anywhere in the game that is placed randomly. Mm. Like every single item in the game is placed with a purpose. Um, a couple of my favourites... Um, try not to spoil too much, but a couple of my favourites are, you know, every rat mm-hmm. in the game, sometimes when you kill a rat, they drop humanity. Yeah. Uh, the reason why is because the rats are feasting on the bodies. Right. That that's, why they're, that's why they're <laughs> the only enemy in the game that drop humanity, because they're eating it. So that's one thing. You know the shortcut back from Blight Town mm-hmm. up the water wheel? Well, the one, well, the one with uh, the ladder that doesn't exist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> the fictional ladder one. Um, when you know you cut through the Valley of the Drakes very briefly. Yeah. And then go back up through New Londo ruins and up the top. Um, in the Valley of the Drakes, there is a boss there called the Undead Dragon, and he spits poison because he's all rotten and stuff. So his breath's like a poison breath. If you run in front of him before the boss fight starts, there's a dead body and there's two items to pick up. One of them is a sword that belongs to a very specific like chapter of people in the game. Mm-hmm. These are people who would fight dragons. So that's why that makes sense a bit. The other thing, which is what is really interesting, is the shield that you find there. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best fire-resistant shields in the game. Hang on a minute. I think actually I've actually come across this. Yes. So what, do you, so what do you think happened there? Homeboy thinks, I'm going to go slay that dragon. That's what we do. Marches down there with the best fire resistant shield in the game. Mm. And, <laughs> and it's he poisoned. gets poisoned yeah. by the fucker. <laughs> was I, um, just a quick question for me. Was I along the right lines about what, why there's, um, that swamp at the bottom of Blight Town? It's, uh, yeah, it's basically shit. yeah, it's the fucking sewer for yeah. the entire city. Ah, uh, the entire city, yeah. Because I thought yeah. it was because you can see it from because um... isn't it that the gaping dragon is essentially his whole chest is burst open because he's eaten too much. Yeah, and and it's That's basically right, yeah. shit draining off the side of the stage. Yeah, uh, and and that, that obviously leads down to Blight Town. Yeah, yeah. To which James it... replied, "But isn't this just stuff people have made up?" here's the the thing that's interesting is um the big thing that got me into the game again it was this rich stanton article and um he it was about him getting every achievement in the game and one of the achievements you get for maxing out um the uh maxing out solaire's um covenant the sun rose oh yeah, yeah and he kept that achievement until the end because he liked the storyline implication of him finishing the game with that achievement. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, why would someone do that? <laughs> and then he goes into detail about like what Solaire's storyline is and how a lot of it is just hearsay by the community, but yeah. it's so strong and it has these implications within the thing and it's just really, really cool. And I was like, I didn't get any of that from my playthrough. So what is this? And then when I looked into it, it became one of my favorite parts of the game. Um, but, yeah, worth but pointing it's, out. It's, it, no, as I was going to say, it's worth pointing out that that storyline there, that's one of the few that um, from software have never f- truly confirmed. Mm-hmm. They are like that is, uh, um, that is something that um, is left to interpretation. That Solemn, you know, at the start of the game, uh, it's talking about Gwyn, the Lord of Cinder. Mm-hmm. He has a bunch of sons, a bunch of sons, S O, not U, and um, one of them is missing and has been missing forever, the god of war, and it's it's implied that Solaire is his missing son. But that is never truly confirmed. But it does I make sense. Praise the sun. Also, there's um, uh, there's also... Uh, uh, isn't there like a... He's got somewhere in the game, there are statues of Gwyn's three sons, and one of them's missing. Uh, but you do find a statue of Gwyn's partner... Yes. Holding a baby with a sword that Solaire uses. Yeah, that's yeah. the closest they found to like. That's the that's the you know that's the smoking gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's worth pointing out. There's a lot of um, side stories and side characters and stuff um, whose stories you can just miss um, mm-hmm. depending on when you go to certain areas or certain things you do. Um, like you know, outside sends those the guy in the the onion knight armor. Yeah, yeah. Um, I Sigma. To him, His, yeah. His story's amazing. Yes. Um, I, I saw him there, and I never saw him again for the entire game. But he, he has like an incredible and really tragic story it's that worth you may knowing. or may not find. Yeah. The way that you progress the story is if you see them again, talk to them, basically. Yeah. And then they will, they will move on to their next thing. It's a bit weird, but that's how, a story, that's how the story progresses in the game. It's if you see them again, talk to them again. Um, expire all their dialogue options then continue with the game yourself and eventually you'll hit a trigger point like beating a boss or ac- ac- you know accessing a certain area that will put them in the next place that you need to be but it doesn't explain where they are you just kind of come across them on your travels and um, or you may I not mean, or you may not <laughs> and, um, and the other thing as well is to get the happy ending and I mean that in the loosest sense of the term when you're talking <laughs> about anything Dark Souls following them through to the very end of the storyline isn't necessarily always the happiest way <laughs> to right. do it. No, so. definitely not with him. But like um I I was a little bit frustrated with what happened to him in my game. I must have done something wrong, but I spoke to him outside of sense. Then I saw him dangling his legs over the uh edge and I went mm-hmm. to talk to him and it wouldn't let me. He was just oh. I can't remember if he just went hmm or he just didn't say anything. May well have just done that. Yeah, I was just kind of like, <laughs> what have I done to, like, what did I do wrong? It was really weird. But you've not heard of that, then no, I'll take it. No. Uh, no. Oh, <laughs> maybe he was just in a mood that day. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> just, just didn't want to chat. <laughs> okay. Can I do another one now, yeah? Yeah, yeah sure. Y- you may. Okay. <laughs> so, here's my next one, which is, okay, why am I collecting souls? I mean, Obviously, it's a gameplay mechanic, you know, because it I can level up stuff and things like that. But what is the story reason for this? Like, why am I picking these up? What are That's they? Good, what are they? And what that are they is for? a good question. I'm um, not they, sure the standard ones do have much in the way of story. There's only mainly, mainly the Lord Souls are the ones that actually. Yeah, basically, it's just yeah. that more powerful creatures have more powerful souls. Um, and these powerful creatures, the gods, their souls were what were used to kind of create the fire. Mm. I think that's right. Yeah, um, it's yeah. a bit wishy-washy. The um, yeah, like humanity is well. The theory is um, that that is the dark soul split into thousands of pieces, and therefore the implication is that humanity is like it's a creature of darkness. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Beyond that, regular souls not okay. there's not a lot to them, is there? Really? No, just, it's just they have a soul, and you can get them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but if okay, but if humanity is like like okay, you just said that maybe humanity is like from the darkness. Mm-hmm. Why is it trying to prolong like the light then? Well, is like, it? Well, humanity isn't. The gods are. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
You that's see. the thing. And also, <laughs> like, who's to say that your final quest is to link the fires? Who's to say there's not plenty of choices still to come? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Who, who's to say that you're even important in this gigantic game that is going on right now? Who's to say that you're not being played by about fifty different things, all out for their own reasons? Well, I'm definitely being played by David. But I... <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> not intentionally, you know. It's just usually through my idiocy. It's like <laughs> just be, me, just a thick man trying to tell you the right things, but not able to, being equipped to do it. <laughs> okay. Also, so what is the significance of the bonfire? I mean, obviously, it restores me, but also the enemies around me. What is the law significance of the, of the bonfire? Um, just that, obviously, it signifies um, light and heat and life. Um, it's actually, uh, again, this is one of the cool things about Dark Souls is that years after playing it, you might see or read something and realize that it's like a thing that Dark Souls sort of pulled from. I was watching, um, so as you know, my fiance is uh, half Iranian. And we were watching a program about um, Iranian New Year celebrations, right? Um, Sounds which, like a good night. Yeah, it was. It's good. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they talked about um, the fact that Iran or then Persia is, um, although it's Muslim now, it used to be Zoroastrian. Zoroastrianism being this mad old religion. Um, yeah, and they basically talked about how there's this tradition that basically they um, they use bonfires as a symbol of life and renewal. And rebirth, oh, okay. um, and that it's a thing that every uh, every New Year you like you light a bonfire and everyone has to jump over it, <laughs> and that's like a signifier that you've passed a checkpoint. And it's like, oh fuck, that's <laughs> that's that's Dark Souls. That's where they got that from. Um, I so, yeah, to try jumping over one of them. You should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's just this. They use as just this symbol of like this sort of network of light and mm-hmm. sort of. Um, I don't know. Um, it's an odd one. Here's one for you, mm. um, which is a little bit law and related to bonfires. Is some of the bonfires are more important than others, and they've got um, fire keepers beside them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you had the. Did you go beneath Firelink Shrine and speak to the girl there? No, I don't think I've done okay. that. No, but he right. did speak to the fair lady. So yeah, so you spoke yeah. to the fair lady, and you um, that there was a girl in a cage underneath Firelink Shrine, who is cursed for all eternity to basically just sit there and guard it. Um, being a firekeeper is a shit job. Uh, and not just <laughs> in terms of it being, you know, it's basically a curse in a way, you know, it's not a, it's not a good thing, but you have to do it. Um, it's also, they're also shit at the job, because when you get there, they're not lit, are they? So they've obviously let them true. go out at some point. Um, well, one of the things that you would have noticed if... Um, you had actually spoke to that girl. Well, you'll notice it now. Is you know when you were uh, before the gargoyles, you spoke to that guy in the cell. Mm-hmm. Did you release him? Uh, yeah, I think I did. All right. Well, um, try and okay. what you should do next time you play it. Whoa, 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 whoa! Where are we going here? <laughs> no, just just go back. Well, to Well, here's filing. the thing. Farley's completely missed this, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly. Go back to Firelink. Okay. See if you can light the bonfire at Firelink. When's, when's the... Oh, I can't. I can't light it because I went back there recently. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. do you know why? Why? You know that guy you let out? Mm-hmm. He's killed her. Oh, great. Okay. So you can never use Firelink unless you find a way to bring her back to life. But um, listening to some things that I've said on the podcast, you may have... That may that window may have already closed. <laughs> no, 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 it's definitely... <laughs> Thanks, David. Not no, no, it's, no, it, it has closed because um, what you get... um. Oh no, it might not have if you've not been back there. Did, have you picked up a firekeeper's soul? Yes, I've, from... I've had one of those, I think, before. Yeah, well, you know when you went down to see the fair maid, then you cashed it in to yeah. in, to strengthen your um, Estus flask. Yeah. If you oh, fuck, if you yeah. if you picked that one up mm-hmm. and cashed it in to strengthen your Estus flask, then that's her soul and it's gone. And fire links are bust. Yeah, <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Thanks, David. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. At this point, you'll be using um, the check the fire by Andre more than any of the others, anyway. But that's just oh, the thing. Not f- so not I mean, for, uh, it's just it's quite Londo, interesting. Though. Oh yeah, true. Um, <laughs> well, um, let's just hope that New Londo goes swimmingly. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those <laughs> one of those really interesting things that if I mean, 
check it out next time you go down there. But if you pick up that fire, that specific one, because there are other items that are exactly the same and stack on it in the inventory. That's the weird thing. But that one specific one, if you keep it, um, later on in the game, there is a way to just to bring her back to life. It's nothing special. It just means you can use Firelink again. But um, mm. but yeah, it's just another bit of the weird lore of Dark Souls. This that actually stems from uh, something in um, Demon Souls, where demons. Just imagine in Demon Souls, just imagine Firelink, but it's a lot bigger. And you go back there after every level, and every level is accessible from this one place. So it's like it's like an internal hub. It's called the Nexus, mm. and if you find people out and about in the levels in Demon Souls, you can send them back to the Nexus. And some of them are merchants, and some of them sell you spells and stuff. One guy starts killing all your merchants, and you've got to basically figure out who he is, and stop him. Right. And um, okay. so yeah, so all- if you've not been down there, there's a good chance you haven't picked up a soul, and <sighs> there's um, there's. Uh, an even better chance that you'll win it back, but it, but it's not fucking easy. I'll tell you that. Yeah, See, I did. I did go under there a while ago. It would have been I, when you came back up from the. Yeah, and mm. there was there was a thing that talked to me. Uh, That's but, her. Yeah. Right. Okay. No, hang on. She didn't speak though. No, but you get dialogue that comes up, don't you? Yeah. Okay. But then yeah. I don't remember what happened after that because, yeah, I don't remember what happened. I need to go back there and have a look then. Yeah, mm. but but yeah, he's totally right. I should have told you not to cash in the the <laughs> uh, firekeeper souls. It's just completely. That's one of those things that. You just well, no, because all of the up. others, all of the others, you cash in. That's they don't have any other use other than you cash them in, except hers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, because I do want him to experience the the uh, trek fight. You can still do that. Yeah. So that's not. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. It's just for nothing. okay anyway because i was going to ask you what the significance of the firelink shrine is but i think i kind of have an idea now like so yeah i kind of got an idea but i mean there are a lot of people hanging around there why why are they just hanging around is it just because they've given up i think it's kind of like i say the the bonfires are like it's implied that they're sort of this network and that some certain points are more powerful than others um, and being human, like people are just sort of drawn to them. So I think it is just seen as this. Um... I think there's, there's partly that. I had a theory on that actually. That, that mm-hmm. the um, the more you talk to these people, the more you convince them that you're the chosen undead. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that they sounds so fair. Yeah. They so they just oh, so they just bin off their attempt to. Yeah, they bin off yeah, their yeah, attempt yeah. to what they're doing and and yeah. and decide to try and support you at firing. It's mm. like them showing, gathering their support for you because they they think that you're finally the chosen one and yeah, you yeah. can actually change things. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Mm. Okay, um, okay. So my next thing, which is maybe I don't know if it's a big thing or not, but what is the thing with the covenants and okay. why would I want to join one? Right. This <laughs> is um, sort of uh, like where a lot of the multiplayer stuff comes in. Um, so, like, realistically, you're probably not going to use much of it unless, you know, you just suddenly get really into playing Dark Souls off your own back. But, um, so on the last episode, you joined the Cat Covenant. Yeah. Yeah. Dave pretty much explained that right. You get a ring. Now, what happens if you wear the ring in the forest? Well, you'll notice that those enemies have stopped attacking you while you're in the Covenant. Mm-hmm. You can, uh, if- you can wear the ring wherever you want. Oh yeah, you can actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you wear, if if you put that ring on secretly, it's hidden in the game. You know, it doesn't ever, it doesn't tell you, but the game basically sticks you in a matchmaking queue, right? And what it's looking for is other people in the world who are playing Dark Souls, who are in that area, the forest, who aren't wearing that ring. And if some people go into it and you get paired with them, it'll suddenly say you're being summoned to say you know to protect the forest, mm-hmm. and you'll appear in the forest in their game. As ah, okay. a brute phantom, and you can kill them, and you get rewards for killing them, and you give them to the you give them to Alvina, and she goes, "Hey, nice one!" And you rank up in your covenant, and you get like special weapons and stuff and whatnot. But you, you, they're, they're quite a commitment. Yeah. Um, the woman down at the bottom of after you fight Quailag, Quailag's, Quailag's sister, her covenant is the Chaos Servants. What you do with them is you actually give her humanity, and eventually, as you 
go up past certain tiers, which is you give them a certain amount of humanity. Um, you can buy chaos magic spells and eventually she'll open a shortcut later on in the game, mm-hmm. which is important if you're doing one of the storylines, but it's not important in terms of actually finishing the game. So you can probably give that a miss because I did it, but I had to grind in depths. You know, there's a bit just after the depths bonfire where there's all those rats. Yeah. Yeah. I basically ran around there for about six hours grinding humanity <laughs> until I had like a hundred of it and, um, just cashed them all into her. And she, you know, I could, I could practice that, but that, that covenant doesn't really have anything more than just being able to get these spells. Yeah. Can't you, um, um can you just kill her to get the shortcut? No. I think if you kill her, it definitely opens up something behind her. Yeah, that's I don't not know a shortcut. There's another shortcut. Okay. Shortcut. Yeah. I mean, you'd um, have to be a proper dick to kill her. Yeah, but not um, if you not if you don't know her significance, right? Of course, yeah. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, for the most part, though, the covenants are they are um, just ways of putting in the multiplayer. There's a couple of cool ones. You know where the dragon, the Drake, the infamous your arch fucking nemesis, <laughs> the man who drops the Drake sort, uh, where he is. You know, there's a bonfire just behind him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, behind him. Sort of, okay. Oh, but, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, bridge, he's on yeah. top of the on top of the bridge. Yeah. If you come up from under where the rats, the poisonous rats are from early in the podcast's history, uh, the ones that Dave told you to kick. Um, if you come up <laughs> there, if you take a left, if you take a left instead of going towards where the boar was, the metal boar, and go left back down, there's a bonfire down there. Well, hang on, no, that's locked until you you have to go across the bridge first. Oh right, and you open it up. Okay, yeah, fair yeah, yeah. enough. Um, but yeah, round there, there's a covenant which Solaire owns, and what they are, they are the infamous Sun Bros, which you may have heard about on <laughs> on the on the Twitter dot com. And what they do is, you can basically be summoned into other people's games to help them beat bosses. Right. And then if you do help them beat a boss, you get a, a token of sunlight, and then you can give that to him, and you go up and you get certain really powerful spells. But that's really cool, that covenant, because your whole point is to help people. And you get um, a different colour when you get summoned. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're golden instead of that sort of silver. So, if you, so, if you, so the if one you, I've just joined, I'm basically being a dick, though, because I'm going into uh, people's Not necessarily. Heart. You're just protecting the forest. You, you yeah, mean, they, yeah, you're yeah. making people's lives difficult, but by God, they do it to you. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> do what you want. That, that also suits you more, I think, James, because... Uh, Nice. But with that covenant that you're, with that covenant you're in, if you're not wearing the ring, you're not put in the matchmaking queue. So you might as well keep it while you're cutting about the forest because just being yeah, in the covenant means that the ghosts don't aggro you. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you might as well keep it for now. But there's so, there's loads of covenants. There's even some hidden ones. I mean, I can like, say some of them are very end gamey, aren't they? Yeah, like um, there's a hidden one which is you have to do an incredibly contrived chain of events to get to. And if you do get to it, you can basically be one of the guys who invades other people's games and just murders them for no reason. But then you but, can all, there's another covenant with all, yeah. which also lets you be the person who goes into the games of people who go into other games to kill. <laughs> yeah. So you're basically like the, you can the even police. be a bunch of assassins or the police that stop them. <laughs> right. So, but, can but you... don't worry about any of that. Yeah. Can you be? Can you belong to more than one covenant then? No, it's you not can like one at any one time. One at a time. One at a time. Okay. Yeah. You can. And there's sometimes a penalty for announcing one, isn't there? I, I don't think so. There's certain. I think it's yeah. There's like weird specifics about if you betray your covenant. Um. You know. You know the 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 egghead. Yeah. Um, that that is a that can be a consequence of betraying the chaos servants. I think. Yes. Yeah. Okay, my next question is about my body mm-hmm. in the game. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> I've got this lump here on my. Because <laughs> the thing is, is I okay. It's looking a lot worse for wear these days because I like I. I don't know why did I do this. I don't know. I think it's because I wanted to just get across somewhere quickly. So I basically stripped off all my clothes because then it would like you can run faster. Mm. So I did that and I had a look and I was like, I'm really mm. looking like really worse for wear. It's like, I mean, is this is this part of the me becoming a hollow or something? Well, that's, I think it's a I bit psychological. Actually, yeah, I was going to say you. Put, uh, yeah, basically in the first Dark Souls, yeah, you're either hollow or you're human. Um, yeah. If you're hollow, you look completely fucked. If you're human, you look fine. 
Um, in Dark Souls 2, there's like a, a gradation to it. Um, yeah. So you do get worse and worse and worse over repeated deaths. But yeah, in Dark Souls 1, it is binary. Okay, If you whipped your um, armor off in right at the start of the game, you'd look, you'd look the same. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay, see, I just wondered if it was something that was happening over time, but obviously not. Okay. No. Okay. 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 I could just hear James going, that's a review point marked off. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's shit. <laughs> okay, so this, okay, this is my other question because I just want to know about this. Maybe you can tell me. What is the Praise the Sun stuff about? What is that that's, about? That's from the Sun Bros that I was just telling you around. They're, um, when you join them, you get a taunt. Mm-hmm. and Well, not a taunt, um, an emote that you can do. And the emote is the Praise the Sun stance. I've just stood up and did it. <laughs> the, the Praise the Sun uh, stance. And that's their sort of... Um, well, you, you've heard Solaire say it. Praise the Sun. Yeah. That's what he wants. He just wants his own sun. That's what he's looking for. And, oh, okay. Uh, um, the Sunbros, Sunbros are his sort of his covenant of people who go around engaging in jolly cooperation, praising the sun. So it's praising them. The it's also um, it's one of the things you can write in notes on the ground. Yes. Yeah, which people frequently do. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a big thing. <laughs> but if you were trying to restore light to the world, that'd be where you looked, wouldn't it? Well, exactly. Like that, that's what's cool about the praise the sun stuff. Is like yeah. on the one hand, it's just kind of a funny shit meme, um, but also it is like. People just sort of desperately looking for some, you know, some joy in it. <laughs> My favourite little link is like the whole praise the sun thing. Solaire looking, he's trying to become, you know, he's trying to become his own son. That you know, whenever you say it, it could also be son, S O N, and that's um one of the things yeah, that people so say is <laughs> yeah, he is he is the son. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. <laughs> so it's, right. there's loads of stupid stuff. Right. <laughs> I know because oh, I was just—it's no, just so easy to read James, and when he's like into stuff, and when he's not, like, just, <laughs> that like, yeah, that, I don't, I don't care. But yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, my last question was actually was about the invasion stuff, but you've kind of answered that already. I mean, I just because I wonder whether it was a kind of like parallel worlds kind of set up, but um, it kind yeah. of is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how uh, it, it Solaire explains it? He's just like, oh yeah, time sort of ebbs and flows, and like the implication is that this has all happened before, like yeah. many times, and it's just a cycle, basically. <laughs> um, make of that what you will. Yeah, but this time they don't want the cycle to end; they want to prolong it. Yeah, so prolong the age of light. Right then, well, uh, that's all your questions you've got, James. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap up, um, I we were chatting uh, the three of us today about you know what we were going to do, and um, Andy said, oh, I, you know, I've been listening to the podcast and been furious with some of the advice you've given and stuff like that." <laughs> and um, and uh, we said, "Well, how about uh, you both get to give uh, James a single piece of advice?" on how to continue. And I thought, no, that's not quite as fun as it could be. Let's make it a little bit more interesting. James, you're allowed to pick one of these two guys to give you one piece of advice. And that's all you're getting. That's that's not fair. I know. That's not fair, is it, baby? I'm sure as hell not going to ask you. um, Yeah, yeah, that's why I instantly said these guys. (laughs) They might get the controls right. Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to ask Andy. Okay. Sorry, Do you ask the question, or am I, am I, or am I just allowed to give you a really just just give you a bit of advice? No, you're you allowed to give, give me something. Him, you give him advice, um, and he's okay. only picked you because he's got Sean's number, and he'll text him afterwards what he's got. <laughs> sort of so we all know what James the cheater Farlong is. <laughs> tactical, tactical. Yeah. Okay, well, right. My bit of advice goes this: is you've got the Drake sword. Yes, yeah. this is okay. exactly what I was going to talk about. Go on. <laughs> right. Okay, the Drake Sword. Did you you played Fire Emblem, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Right. You know you, you know Frederick in Fire Emblem, the guy uh-huh. on the horse. You yeah. know he's really strong and he just takes everyone out early game. Yeah. But if you rely on him and level him up too much, he just fucks you rest of your party because you weren't concentrating on other things. Mm-hmm. That's the Drake Sword. 
Right. Okay. okay. It's a really, really good early game because everything is weak to what it does, but it's a nightmare to level up because you have to use dragon stones. And the only way you're going to get loads of those later on in the game is by joining a very, very, very specific hidden covenant that most people never find. Okay. So you can kind of sack it. You've probably leveled it up about as much as you will get in this game now. Yeah. It's only noticed. It's at plus two at the moment. And I noticed it was like, it needs dragon scales or whatever. And I've, Mm. I don't know where to get those. So Yeah, yeah. You basically have to fight other players in this covenant to get them. So yeah, it's going to be a bit of a bust. And that's the same for any dragon weapon. Right. You are about about to hit Sen's Fortress. And as you said on the last podcast, those snake men, mm-hmm. you don't do a lot of damage to them, do you? Not a huge amount, no. Right. Well, this is it. Is, this is, I had exactly the same gameplay experience when I played it through the first time. The game is designed that if you did get the Drake Sword early, Sen's Fortress is the time you want to start giving it up. I feel a bit bad the about entire that. Game, yeah, well, here's the thing. is The entire game is based around your weapons more than anything else. You probably have enough health and stamina right now to get through the whole game. So very soon, you're going to have to find a weapon and see what levels it up the best and just concentrate on using Titanite shards, large Titanite shards and stuff to up its level and spending points on the statistic that raises the damage. Yeah. Because your health's fine. You shouldn't be getting hit anyway. You've got a shield and you can dodge. Mm-hmm. Doing more damage is what's going to save your ass in the long run. So I would probably say that before you head in, well, as you head into Sense Fortress, try your old weapon, maybe level it up a little bit more using the large chunks. I think you can do that, Andre. You might have to do that later on. That might be wrong about that. And there's a weapon inside Sense that I believe Dave is going to guide you to. I hope that so. will actually help, which that will help you through Sense and a little bit beyond. But Again, that weapon is an elemental weapon, so eventually you will come up against something that is strong to that element, and it becomes a bit of a are you, are sticking you point. To the spear or the sword? The spear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, he won't be with the spear for long. I don't think the sword is. No, no, no. no. The, 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 the sword, the, the big sword that you're guiding him to at the end, that can win the game because at the point you get it, you're past all the stuff that's immune to it. Yeah, yeah. So you can pretty much wreck shop with it in the latter half of the game. So that is a, what you're doing there. Just so you know, James, what Dave is guiding you to is tactically very sound. It's oh, just okay. this is there. making me feel a bit better, to be honest, because it's like but yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> on on the latest, the last episode when you said about the Drake sword doing damage, I almost gave up there because I was like, well, my fucking sword doesn't do anything. And that's when I actually went on the internet and read about how you don't just level up your health and stuff. That's not how this game works. You make your weapon better, and the more damage you can do, the easier things are. So I just grinded some souls, got a basic sword up to like plus four, five, or six, or whatever, and then just started hammering away through Sense Fortress. Yeah, yeah well, that's my I bit mean, of that's, advice. That's why I said to you, James, focus on dexterity now because that's really going to help you with the 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 sword we're aiming towards. That's what that's the plan. That's the master yeah. plan. There is some method to my madness <laughs> and uh yeah just do that okay yeah, yeah i mean like you might be able to switch back to the um uh, the drake sword a little bit depending on what enemies are in front of you yeah but for those snake guys in sense are they are they are designed to be resistant to the damage the drake sword does so like that's the point in the game where it's like look you've done you've rang the two fucking bells you've done this you've done that Sen's Fortress is the bit where it's like, right, training wheels are off now. Dark, the yeah, real Dark Souls starts I now. Wish, <laughs> I wish I had that bit of advice because I did the whole of Sen's with the Drake Sword. Uh, I've just started. Can I talk at all about what I've done since since we last spoke, David? Or not? Yeah, no, no, you could do that because, um, I mean, this is all going out in order, so go for it. All right, well, because I, I have started Sen's Fortress. Like, I'm in there. And... Um, I have been using I've been using the Drake sword and I've taken down like a few of those them now but like you said it's taking it they're not that difficult actually like this the first time yeah. this time I did it it's if, even with the Drake sword it's not that hard it's just like you just you just you forget like about the whole being patient thing because for for a long time before I kept on going back and like just farming for souls where it's like you just go in and just hack someone and they're dead and then I'd forgotten how you have to most of the enemies you can't do that with and so i had to go back to that again you know just like taking your time using your shield and that kind of stuff but um so i got in a bit from there and you know like the swinging blades i went past there there's that really annoying lizard guy that fires magic at you 
mm. or whatever it is. I don't know what it is. That that was that yeah. was kind of annoying. And then, but I do. I, I find it quite interesting because it's it's all like traps, isn't it? It's yeah. it's all just like traps everywhere. Yeah. There was a, uh, you know, like a, I got to the bit, you know, where there's the first boulder goes down, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, then I had to go and do something else. So I couldn't play anymore, but that's as far as I've got in. Sounds like doing it right, though. Like, the reason why loads of people love Sense Fortress, and it's a lot of people's favourite part of Dark Souls, is because when you are stood in front of it with those two snake men outside, and you look up at it and see it goes right up. It's this huge tower. And there's no, as Dave said in the last episode, there's no bonfire in Sense. The bonfire is hidden at the top. So you're going up it all or nothing. And there's been times when I was doing it the first time where I knew I was getting towards the top and I'd make a stupid mistake and I'd have to try it again and but Sense Fortress is Dark Souls condensed to one area it seems completely insurmountable the first few times mm-hmm. but when you've done Sense Fortress that place is your home you know it like the back of your fucking hand and nothing can touch you in there because you know everything about it and like you will learn it and that like sends you but when the time you do Sense Fortress you'll boss it yeah, I'm, I'm quite. Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to this actually, to be honest, because this is what David said as well. You know that it's like it's an enjoyable part of the game, and so far I haven't hated it because I, I look, cause I've been using a like a heavy crossbow as well um, to okay. take out the guys from a distance because it's right. I've leveled it up quite a lot, and it's um, yeah. Apparently that is that that is something that I didn't do for all of Dark Souls One. Is apparently like bows and arrows and yeah, crossbows. Yeah. They're like super powerful if you actually just put some time into them and I never bothered with it so you're kind of on your own there <laughs> yeah. yeah I got like heavy bolts and yeah just keep upgrading it a bit because I that was the other thing because I wasn't sure what you did you know like with the Titanet shards you've got like four you know like you can upgrade like regular stuff with that but I had tons of those like large ones and I was like well, what do I do with these because it doesn't mm. but then you find out obviously that's to enhance like other weapons like specifically they use those no and, no uh, the large shards it's um you've got you use the normal shards to level your weapon up to plus something yeah and then the large shards to go from plus that to another number and then you use something else to go from another number to nine and then you use one thing to go from nine to ten and then you can go crazy with something else (laughs) like so that's that's the large shards that like you can specifically use them to take your weapon to the next level essentially okay so yeah all right cool well um uh thanks for joining us uh today guys uh, i'm sure you'll do listen to midnight resistance but if you don't go check it out on podcast.com's website james did you think this has been worth it yeah i think so it's given me yeah i feel more interested actually than I was now in this because I know you know because of like I'm going to start looking for stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what I mean? you won't see it. Like, <laughs> no, but sure, I can have a look. Read yeah. your read yeah. your item descriptions is probably the best way to sort of yeah. you know delve into the lore a bit. But um, as I said, I'm I'm going to once the podcast is done, once he's he's finished, um, I will be sending him all of those links to those YouTube videos that we all yeah, know yeah, about. Yeah. And, uh, and his mind, mind will probably melt a bit, like, cause it's, it's so much information. And it's really good how, like, a game that was super enjoyable just in terms of its gameplay mechanics and super rewarding in terms of its challenge versus, you know, your own ability to get through it. But it doesn't really seem to have much in the way of story. And you're just like, no, I, I finished Dark Souls and I really enjoyed my time of it. And I feel really rewarded for finishing it. And then suddenly, like, a couple of the greatest stories you've seen in modern games just gets piled on top of it. And that's why people love the game so much. Well, it's like, that- it does, it does have this extra layer that you just don't see coming. There's that. And once you face a boss, like, and you repeatedly take them on over and over again, you feel that you know them so well. You're like, yeah. I, you know, yeah, there's to- almost like a weird sort of kinship with yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you say Sif, you instantly get the picture of that, you know, gray wolf with a, a sword in his mouth. And mm. if you, if you say Taurus demon, you know, he's that, you know, fucking big thing on the bridge. You just, you know, these names and you know, these bosses. 
but then it's someone coming after you, uh, like coming up after you and going, yeah, you know these bosses and that, but here's their backstory. And you're like, this is why they're there. This is why they're pissed off. (laughs) That's really clever. Um, Okay. All right. We're done. Uh, We didn't want it to be too long. I hope it's it's, uh, an adequate length for everyone listening. And uh, we'll be back to the regular calls next week. We will. I need to get, yeah. Get I'm going to go it. back to um yeah, going to go back to the fortress. Nice one. All right then chaps, thanks for your time and uh James get back to it boy. Thank you everybody. It was more more specifically thank you Andy and Sean. Yeah. You've never adjusted <laughs> adjust the audience James. Do you want to take this brief moment to adjust, adjust them? Nah. All right, probably then. all assholes. <laughs> they probably are. Goodbye everyone. Ah, souls. Yeah, we'll we'll end it there.